Buccaneer fans, it is not our normal time for Buccaneers Insider Live, but I'm pretty sure people can probably take a guess as to why we have made an exception and are coming to you live on a Tuesday instead of a Wednesday morning. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith. And yeah, I mean, when the goat retires, you, you got to spring into action. So we are here to do a very special Buccaneers Insider Live to answer all of your Brady-related questions. So as always, if you have a question for us, you can head on over to the Buccaneers Facebook page and you can leave them in the comment section. We're going to give people a little bit of time to do that. And so, of course, let's just start with initial reactions to finding out that he is retiring and your thoughts on his announcement and knowing that he is no longer going to be the leader of this Buccaneers franchise. Well, it was a little hard to be surprised, frankly, since this kind of leaked on Saturday and there was a lot of back and forth, but when you cold through everything that was being reported and what you knew and what you suspected, it did seem like that was probably going to be the case that he was just waiting until after the weekend so as not to kind of step on the big day on Sunday of football. So I find it not at all surprising. It's, you know, it's a sad day for the franchise a little bit. It's bittersweet. Uh, it would have been nice if he had played for one more year, obviously was still playing at a very high level last year. Uh, but I think you can, I mean, think the main emotion is just gratitude that these two years happened at all. I mean, uh, Jason Light and Bruce Arians decided to look what was behind door number two back in uh, February and March of 2020. And they found Tom Brady there, which even two years later is almost a little hard to believe, but it happened. And so did a, so did a Super Bowl championship and then the division title and a 13 and four record and another advancement to the division title game and an incredible comeback in Tom Brady's last game. It was a great ride. I wish it was going on for at least one more year, but Tom Brady has to do what is right for him. You know, that's what this is about. Yeah. And we are so thankful for uh, the time that he gave to us and it led to a Super Bowl ring and some incredible things. And it's uh, it was wonderful while it lasted. And um, yeah, it is, it is bittersweet. Of course it is, it is sad, but at the same time, you know, we all knew this was going to end at some point and now it, it's exciting to see the future of where the team is going to go. So again, if you're just tuning in, we are taking all of your Brady related questions on the Buccaneers Facebook page in the comment section underneath the live video. So of course we know the vast majority of them are going to be about who's going to replace him. So first of all, let's start with the guys that are on the roster and what you think of, of the three of them and what the potential is for the role they could each have moving forward. So by three, you're including Ryan Griffin. Right. Yes. I, yeah. Which is also, we can discuss the whole free agency implications of a lot of things. Well, both, both Blaine Gabbard and Ryan Griffin are due to become free agents. So the only one under contract right now is Kyle Trask, of course, your second round pick from this past season. And I don't think you take a second round draft pick and uh, don't at least have an idea that he might become your starter. I don't think the 64th pick in the draft says this guy's definitely going to be a long-term starter, but I think it says, we think there's a shot. This is going to happen. So uh, Coach Arian said on Monday, uh, I think the day after the season, when obviously there was already speculation about the possibility of Tom Brady retiring, that he was comfortable with what's on the roster. I think he primarily meant Blaine Gabbert, who he has always been very, very high on, has said a lot of publicly very strong things about Blaine Gabbert, called him one of the more underrated players in the league at one point. And, uh, you know, Kyle Trask, just by virtue of the draft pick, obviously they see something in him and he's, he's got a lot of physical tools. Uh, it's just that we didn't, you and I and, and the viewing public didn't really learn much about Kyle Trask this year because that's what that wasn't what this season was about. Uh, it was about one more shot at it with Tom Brady. And so 
it's it's hard for me to say, I think Kyle Trask is definitely the quarterback of the future. I don't think the team knows that yet, but I think it's willing to find out, you know what I'm saying? But again, Bruce Arians said that door number two thing again, he said, we will be doing our homework. So uh, we'll, we'll look at all the possible options because we did that two years ago and look what we found. Yeah, I'd say door number two worked out pretty well this last time. So yeah. when he says that, it gives me a lot of faith. So you brought up the free agency part. So let's also, of course, it's always a lot of fun to think of it as monopoly money and whoever you can get and sign over all you can do. But cap implications are very important to roster building, to picking out who the quarterback is going to be. So tell us what the Bucks' current cap situation is, what losing Brady means to that, what these guys that are free agents mean, just overall the, the quarterback implications on the Buccaneers cap. Well, the first thing to realize is that even though Tom Brady has officially said he's finished playing, the actual retirement process isn't happening today or necessarily in the next few weeks or months. And the reason for that is there are different ways you can manipulate the timing and possibly renegotiate the contract to either you know reduce the cap hit to some extent or push some of it off to 2023. And you could do that by not actually placing him on the retired list or, or releasing him until after June 2nd. What that would do right now, if you just released Tom Brady, you would get a $32 million dead cap hit, which means you'd be paying, you'd be devoting $32 million on your cap to a player who's not on the roster. You can reduce that by about 12 million by just um, waiting until June 2nd and doing it then. And then you're, you're pushing the rest of that cap hit on to 2023 when there, it'll probably be a higher cap and the Bucks might not face as many uh, important free agents decisions as they are facing right now. Also, if you could possibly look to what happened with Drew Brees last year, in which the Saints and Brees renegotiated his salary to take it down to the league minimum, which reduced the cap hit. And if you're, if you're Drew Brees in that situation, you're not getting that salary anyway, it doesn't hurt you to, re, to, to reduce it, right? So there could be some maneuverings be, with Tom and, and the team working together to try to reduce that cap hit, uh, because if just straight releasing him would be troublesome for the Buccaneers who are right now are slated to be about $15 million under the cap with the players they have in their contract. That's about a little under league average, but it's not great considering we have so many free agents we're going to try to resign. Right. And so now keeping that in mind, where do you see, you know, Tom's replacement coming from inside the roster draft free agency and how does the cap affect those different things and those different decisions? Well, yeah, the cap would be most likely to come in play if you're trying to go after a veteran. Uh, you could, we could talk about the free agents that are supposed to be on the market right now, like a Teddy Bridgewater or a Marcus Mariota or almost humorously, James Winston, which seems like would be hard to believe, but he is one of the free agents out there and he does have, you know, a, a body of work. Um, Tyrod Taylor, Mitch Trubisky. I mean, these aren't guys that are probably going to blow the doors off for Bucks fans right now. Um, it's not like there's another Tom Brady right now. I think a lot of speculation you're going to see is players that are right now under contract, but maybe have some reason to not be with their team next year. So uh, we're, we're not doing anything tampering because you and I are allowed to talk about this. Obviously you're going to be seeing a lot of things like, would they go after Aaron Rodgers? Would they go after Russell Wilson? Things like that. Those are possible, seem a little far-fetched, but that would involve quite a bit of work trying to fit him another capper would definitely not be easy. The draft, it's not a great quarterback year for the draft. You got Malik Willis out of Liberty. You've got, uh, let's see, I can't even remember, Kenny Pickett from Pitt, Matt Corral from Ole Miss. 
but I have a hard time seeing the Bucks draft another quarterback a year after they spend a second round pick on a quarterback. I think they'd probably want to find out what they have in him first. So if you are staying in house and either going with some combination of um, Matt of Kyle Trask and maybe re-signing Blaine Gabber or something like that, the cap, the cap implications aren't that bad. So now also, of course, the implications of Brady retiring on the rest of the team and on these other cap decisions and all these other free agent things. So um, this is definitely going to make everything very interesting. You know, last year, the whole sentiment was we're bringing everybody back. We're doing it again, the take two, all of that. So now knowing that Brady is retiring, what do you see as how this could affect the free agency priorities of who you bring back, who you go after, how this could just shuffle everything up at all the other positions on the roster? Well, the first thing to note here is that that Tom Brady contract that we were just talking about, he renegotiated that last year to add the year and some voidable years on the end in order to give the Bucks cap relief last year, saved us like $19 million in cap space and very much helped in that effort to keep the whole band together, which the Bucks did successfully. It's not really going to be an option this year. No matter what we do, the Brady retirement is not going to probably not going to be a good thing for the cap unless they can work it out with him. As I said before, renegotiating the salary, you might get a little bit of relief that way. Um, it, but I think what you're probably asking me more is what does Brady's departure, how does that affect all these other guys that may or may not want to come back? And I still think there's a culture here. I still think it's a good roster. I, I don't think there's any reason why a Chris Godwin say, or Ryan Jensen wouldn't want to come back if, they can make it work, but obviously I think it would have been much more of a, a draw, more of an allure if Tom Brady was still here. So I can't see how the Tom Brady retirement helps the Bucks cause in terms of trying to keep a Chris Godwin or somebody like that. But um, hopefully the, these guys feel good about this team with even without Tom Brady and there's incentive to return and there's incentive for the Buccaneers even without Tom Brady to, to say, we're still contenders this year. And we're going to try to keep as much of this core intact as possible. It's going to be a very interesting next couple months in that regard. And we're going to get a lot of answers about where this team is headed. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us on this special edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Thank you guys for tuning in. And of course, stay tuned to Buccaneers.com for all the coverage of what will surely be an interesting free agency period. We'll see you then.